I'm Bill Holwood. If you've downloaded this, you probably know that Darker Projects is one of the premier producers of high-quality audio fiction on the Internet. But did you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes? This podcast takes you inside the creative process with interviews from various cast and crew members. Find out interesting things you never knew. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. Hello everyone, this is Ellie Hirschman, producer of this series. I know I've gotten you used to a style where uh, I kind of keep out of this. Nobody does an introduction or anything except for Bill doing that uh, general behind-the-scenes Darker Projects intro. But uh, this episode of Behind Darker Projects is a very special episode. For the first time, we're doing a double-cast interview. Shire Smith and Fiona Khan, who are best of friends without having ever met face-to-face. These two are an illustration, and you'll hear in the way that they talk about each other, uh, how they describe knowing each other, um, being able to think how the other one thinks, the empathy that goes between them, the friendship. Um, it's something that came about purely through online interaction. And I think that we all experience a little of this, having uh, so much email and IM interaction between us. Um, Darker Projects is an online audio production group, which means that most of us have never met face-to-face. But I can say I feel as close to some of the guys and gals in Darker Projects as I do to people that I've known for years. And it's because of the intensity and the frequency of our interactions that it becomes that way. So sit back and take a listen to Fiona Khan and Shire Smith on the magic of web-based friendships. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. Um, I'm Fiona Cohn. Hey, how you doing? My name is Shire Smith. I'm a voice actor here at Darker Projects. But you already knew that, didn't you? And today we are supposed to be talking about friendship and sort of impediment of only recording your lines by yourself and that sort of stuff. <laughs> I, I realise that's not a very good dis- description, but um, as we go on, you'll sort of get the idea. I hope. Anyway, I was introduced to Darker Projects through a woman named Kara Dennison. You probably know her as the original voice actress for Captain Delana on Section 31. We ironically met on a Sailor Moon forum not too long ago, I don't think. Um, We became friends. She mentioned there was need for a computer role to be filled here. I auditioned. By some miracle, I got the part. They asked me back for another audition for a different role. I was completely flabbergasted, but complied, got the roll too, and things have been rolling along since. No pun intended. I've been here a while, I think, a year, year and a half, something like that. I lost track, I think. Uh, Yeah, my most recent roles have been 
Byron's younger sister, Zoe, and an upcoming role I'm very proud of in Falcon Banner. I'm not going to divulge the name of that character. If you want to find out, you can go scrounge around on the forums. Have fun. Have laughs, you know. Whole enchilada. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been here a fair amount of time, though. I, I think I know most of the people pretty well. Oh, at least in my peevy little brain, I do. <laughs> uh, Kara, most notably. I've known her since before I came upon here. Very talented woman, let me tell you. She acts. She sings. Wow, does she sing. She draws. www.conscrew.com One word. It's an English plug. <laughs> and, of course, there's Chris Snyder. He's our post-production man. I don't think he... I don't think there's many shows he hasn't done. Uh... He works too much. Matter of fact, he voice acts with my favorite character on Falcon Banner, Matt Elias. Gotta love your Matt Elias. You need a dose of Matt Elias every day. Very sweet man, though. I'm probably gonna get hit for saying that, but I don't care. Gris, you're sweet. Deal with it. Um, then of course, there's Eddie Irishman! I'm gonna get hit for saying his name that way, too, but I don't care. Uh, very, very talented voice actor, very funny guy, very open, I don't know how to explain that properly, but I think if his voice were a separate entity from him, it would be the most flexible being in the known universe. And that's a very strange metaphor, but I'm gonna leave it alone, because I think it works. And then of course, there's Mark Kalita, our resident Doctor Who. He rocks, let me tell you right now. If you haven't heard him, go do it now, or do it soon. Gotta. But I'm not really here to talk about any of those people. The person I'm here to talk about is, um, someone I've known for a very long time. Someone who really means a lot to me. Her name is Fiona Khan. She lives in Scotland. And... You're really, you, <laughs> you couldn't make a better friend than her, really. <laughs> I guess the best start where we met, probably. Um, so, so first, first on the list, really, is talking about how Shire and I met. Um. I'm guessing Cher's probably going to talk about Sailor Mars, and I should explain how that works. Um, I began voice acting three years ago when I joined another Yahoo group where they were dubbing the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon series, which had just started in Japan around about that time. Um, this was in 2003, September, and I was 16 at the time. I joined the Voice Acting Alliance where I got experience in both fields as a voice actor and a post-producer. My first post-production project was Curse of the Scarab, a radio play which was based on a script I'd written when I was 14. Uh, needless to say, it wasn't very good. Um, 
And so around about that time, I actually did a fan dub of Sailor Mars's henshin. Um, the word henshin is Japanese, in case you didn't know. It's transformation. Um, and Shire saw it. Um, <laughs> so then we worked together on Battle Angels Eternal, a Sailor Moon radio play. And I was Sailor Moon, also known as Serenity. Um, and we, ju we just got talking after the production was done and well, we've been friends ever since. We first met once upon a dream. Kidding. Anyway, we first met when I was about 17, 18. It was my senior year of high school, and that would have made it her junior year, because we're a year apart. Or, you know, however they equate junior year over there, I suppose. I first encountered her on this forum, where people who are into what we're into go. Which is voice acting. Yeah. It's called the Voice Actors Alliance or the VAA for short. It was a forum where people could come who were amateurs to the voice acting world and learn the tricks of the trade and do their thing. I had her play my Stellar Moon after I saw her clip, and it was in this radio play I'd written called Battle Angels Eternal. Which I really regret naming it that now because there's an anime of a similar name called Battle Angel. I can understand how that would be confusing. But anyway, it was like the lamest thing I've ever written, because I was... I don't know how old I was when I wrote it. But she did a good job with it. Really good job. And after that, I guess that's what kept me interested in her. On a whim, one day, I IM'd her on my break at work. She was very, very shy, and... I guess... We were both kind of usual, uh, you're a stranger, I'm a stranger, you do do But after I was my wonderfully obnoxious and persistent self, we hit it off. Like anyone else, we have had our tiffs and our arguments and silly little fights. Um, Shire actually recently noted this when we discussed the proposal for this particular episode, can we call it that, of Behind Darker Projects. Um, she said, you know, our tests were usually over silly stuff and I'm inclined to agree because I, 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 a lot of the time one or the other of us was usually stressed out, tired, already in a rotten mood at the time, etc, etc. Though there have been times, I reckon personally, when, you know, there have been matters of principle at heart. I don't know if Shire will agree with that though. Um, but I will admit, I can't stay mad at her for terribly long. She's my friend, you know, so it's really a bad idea to lose a friend over something so incredibly silly. As for the whole distance aspect, well, yeah, it's wearing sometimes. There are days when the distance can make you feel just... It just makes you feel so small. Um, 
we, we do talk over MSN Messenger and we exchange text messages when we can. Um, Shire also sometimes sends me stuff via mail. I sometimes try and do that myself, but I don't really get a chance quite as often. I forget when she started calling me it, but she often refers to me as her Onechan. And that I will explain. It means older sister in Nihango, or Japanese. Quite frankly, I'm not even sure why she puts up with me. But I think whatever the heck blessed me with that gift. As I'm sure she'll tell you, we have our tiffs off and on. We're only human. Well, I'm not sure about me, but I know she's human. <laughs> it's hard not to feel close to her even when you're far away. It's like she knows what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Not like, well, I take that back. I was about to say she's not like she's a mind reader, but she's a Pisces. Sometimes she is. <laughs> it's really funny. I love moments like that. I, in fact, I, I think I love every moment I spend with her. She's so much fun to talk to when she gets excited about something. Like Doctor Who, for instance. And Robin Hood. Or Witch Hunter Robin, speaking of Robins. But yeah, there, there are days when web chat just really isn't a substitute for the real presence, you know? And I say this even though I've not actually met her in real life. But when you're only communicating via text, I think it's something like up to 60% if all communication is lost. Because, you know, you don't have the body language, facial expression tone of voice, that sort of problem. Um, so you lose a lot in terms of communication. So some of the time you're sort of having to guess what was meant by what they've just said, which can get you into trouble sometimes. And similarly, being able to talk online really isn't a very good substitute for being able to talk in real life. And, well, when you're upset, imagining a hug just really isn't a substitute for the real thing. I have to say, I'd quite like to meet her one day if and when our schedules and finances permit. That would be brilliant. It, it can get tough. I mean, being this far away from her is never really easy, even if I've never met her. I mean, it can get really frustrating, grating on my nerves and stuff. There are times when I want to hug her or when I want to kiss her. And sometimes when she's sad and I can't protect her. That's probably when it's at its worst. But you know what you're going to do. Someday I plan to go visit her. But that's when I gotta be rich. Although, you never know. Maybe I'll win no Megabucks. But problem with that is I don't gamble. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess the closest I can get to her is, um, sending her packages and stuff. She mentioned that I send her little Christmas presents and Easter presents and birthday presents and whatever the hell I can find an occasion for. I used to send her a lot of postcards too. 
I sent her this um, sweater, or cardigan rather, one year, and it was really funny. Um, my I don't smoke myself, but my family members do, and so naturally everything I own is secreted with the scent. But uh, she said that she never thought the smell of smoke would be comforting. I, although I thought it was hilarious, it was. So darn cute. Or <laughs> she's always cute. Well, as far as our interests go, um, though we don't like exactly all the same things as each other, there are a few interests that we do share. Um, examples of this. Include, you know, favourite animes, favourite computer games, um, we're both quite into art and writing. Shire's an amazing artist, by the way, you've got to see her stuff. Sadly, my own art is a bit crummy. <laughs> um, I prefer photography, really. Um, Tava's right as well as I think I just said. Um, actually, at the moment, we're working together on is our parallel storyline to Sailor Moon. Um, it's uh, kind of an alternate story, I guess. Um, it's a bit based on us and kind of a mixture of the Sailor Moon comic which is what everything Sailor Moon is based on. The Sailor Moon cartoon, the Sailor Moon live-action TV show, and the uh, Sailor Moon musicals. Yes, Sailor Moon has its own musical. Would you believe it? Anyway, uh... Yeah, we... She mostly writes all the stuff, and I, um... I'm gonna be drawing it. We're hoping to get it on Comics Genesis. It's a lot of fun to talk to her about, though. I mean, I get really passionate, and... I really enjoy it. It's, I guess, the creative juices going or whatever. But yeah, she's a lot of fun to work with. She's very, very creative and very. She's good at putting things together. I guess you could say, like taking elements and. She, I guess, she's kind of like a smith in that sense. <laughs> you know, she, she takes two things and makes something new and wonderful out of it. <laughs> I also reckon I might have managed to pique her interest in the new Doctor Who series. Um, it's probably her exposure to me squealing every week after each episode. I grew up with the Tom Baker series when I was a child on PBS, and she renewed my fascination with it through uh, uh, David Tennant. I say Tennant? Yeah, Tennant's the current Doctor. I don't think they've replaced him yet. Uh, of course, there was also Markalita who encouraged that a little further. She's always writing these little scripts for Doctor Who and talking about how wonderful the Doctor is. She's just so, so cute when she does. It's, um, the funniest little thing in the world. She's like this little happy child, I guess. Conversely, Shire actually introduced me to Doctor Projects. She's the one who sort of showed me the brilliant work these people are doing and 
it helped me to get into it. Um, and in so doing, she managed to help me refine my love of Star Trek. Um, I'm greatly enjoying Section 31 and having a lot of fun. I, I've been I've been at Darker Projects for a year now, actually, and loving every minute. It's brilliant. <laughs> We talk about um, religion, politics. She's very, very articulate. Yeah, she's really, really talented. She, she has so many talents. She's, for one, she's an amazing photographer. She goes off on holiday and she comes back with these photographs that look like some professional took them. <laughs> and she sings. Oh man, does she sing? She has the sweetest voice. And she draws. And she studies ancient languages. She takes an attribute. She takes an active interest in computers. Knows more than I do about them anyway. Uh, she's been known to make a few music videos now and then. She's done quite a few post productions. If you go to her website, you can see some of her stuff. I think. Um, she of course acts, and never mind the fact she's got a brain as sharp as a needle, or the fact she's a total looker. She's got these big, beautiful brown eyes, very soulful eyes, and she's got the tiniest pair of hands, they're so adorable. And I sound like I'm talking about a doll, so <laughs> I'm just gonna cut off on that, but yeah, she... Multi-talented, beautiful, and smart. You can't ask for anything better than that. <laughs> when you voice act, Jeanette, you record your line separately, you send it off to the post-producer who then puts it all together with everyone else's lines and so creates a radio play, or audio play, sorry. So, well, yeah, um, then the whole voice acting in separate places thing, from what I understand, it's not really all that different from real voice actors, I mean, most of them don't voice act in the same booth together. On a couple of occasions at Dark Projects, myself and Shire have been in the same scene together. And so, as a result, usually one of us, so far it tends to be me, has recorded their lines first and then sent it to the other to react off. Um, we did this for the Dark Projects Christmas special, actually. Um, which I think Paul was still tinkering with and I also recall doing it for Gothic. She's got a, she's actually very good to play off. She's got a very motive voice, especially if she's playing a character that's within her own, I guess, personality range. You know how most people change from emotion to emotion. They seem like different people, especially if they're feeling it intensely. If she's got a character that's mystical or soft-spoken, she's right there, right on it. She's very, she's a very mystical person in my opinion. I don't know how to explain that properly. She's not like a magician or anything. She just, she's very spiritual, I guess. That Pisces is supposed to be mystical anyway, so that works. But yeah, she makes my job a lot easier. She gets her character right, I get my character right. And 
we balance each other out. I mean, I think and this is something I've seen active at Dark Projects that trust really comes into it a lot. I mean, when I'm listening to Section 31 or Falcon Manor or even the Byron Chronicles, everyone really seems to gel with each other. And I think that's because, you know, nearly every day we talk to each other and we work together on a regular basis. So we get to know each other. And because you're getting to know each other, trust can build between you. And as well as that, I suppose, because you're hearing each other's voices in these audio plays, you can get to predict how the other person will react. And so you can sort of judge how that person's going to react to what you're saying and by extension then react yourself to that imagined reaction. You're not always going to get it right, granted, but at the very least, it's something. However, that isn't to deny the prowess of post-producers at Dark Projects, people like Eric Busby and Chris Snyder, who are thoroughly adept at taking your lines and creating something really beautiful. They're just... Sometimes I've really not been impressed with the way some of my own lines have come out, but Chris and Eric and everyone else who post-produces at Darker Projects has just taken it and created something marvellous. Oh no, I, I I don't really think anything could top the Zoe line. You gotta love a profession where you're gonna go from saying, I made party hats for everyone, I think we should wear them and have a party, to watch that ordinance, you monkey! This last role she played um, in Doctor Who, she delivered one line that to this day still makes me laugh. It's, uh, show yourselves. We come with a, oh god, how did it go? Um, it went, we come with the greatest respect and authority. And I'm probably gonna get hung because I just tried to do her accent, but I don't care. Yes, I'm just grateful for Shire because we've known each other for two, three years now. And so really, she knows my heart, my mind, my soul. She's not just a friend. She's like a, a sort of adopted sister, really. And as corny as it sounds, I can't imagine life without her. So I'm grateful for her. She's been nothing short of brilliant. That's all I've got to tell you. That's all I've got to say. I'm gonna call that a wrap. Thanks, Ellie, for allowing me this opportunity. Thank you for to Fiona for letting me be my idiotic self, as always. Off and out. And peace out to all of you. been listening to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. Featured in this episode were Fiona Khan and Shire Smith. This series is produced by Ellie Hirschman. Post-production by Tom Davis. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. Theme music by Oakman's Dreamland. 
Downloads available at soundclick.com. This has been a Darker Projects production. For more audio and podcasts, please visit www.darkerprojects.com. Thank you.